Welcome to our podcast, Wild Women Within. My name is Brenda Rock and my co-hosts are Helena Barker. Hello, how are you? And Margaret Wolf. Hello. This is a podcast for thinking and inquisitive women and those who identify as women. In our episodes, we set out to explore how it is to be in the body and mind at the many different stages of life. We share our own life experiences as well as our collective knowledge of working in the different areas of women's health and well-being. We would love for you to come away thinking and questioning a little bit more, maybe having more awareness and opening up to the idea that we are all different in our own ways and through kindness to ourselves and each other, we can lift each other up. This is the beginning of you. In this episode, a brief history of menstruation. I mean, we could talk about this forever, but for the sake of this podcast, pod, podcast, can't even talk, <laughs> podcast episode, we're going to keep it brief. Mm-hmm. So welcome back, everyone. Hi. Great to be back. Yeah. Um, a history of menstruation. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you looked into stuff about all of this? I mean, I know we've talked about it before and it's mind blown. It is, especially what's been used sanitary wise in the over the years. Yeah. But yeah. did you know? That uh, it wasn't until 1985 that the word period was used. Wow. On American TV. That's insane. Wow. You sound so surprised, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret just told me this information <laughs> before we came on. Mind blow. But it was 1985. <laughs> yeah. It's not that long ago. That's so I was only one. Longer. No, hold on. It's less than 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So 1985, the first time period no the first time the word period was used on on television on television Mm -hmm. did you mention someone about 1950 the 1950s was just insane you just didn't talk about it at all so in the 50s i think they used to use things like um aprons Mm -hmm. as sanitary wear and possibly people thought you know you had a disease yeah um so lots of myths and crazy and that's and you, it's not like you can blame it because the science hadn't caught up. Yeah. Um, but it was that's it's that but it's where it stems from. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, you should stay at home if you're bleeding. Mm. Yeah. You know, that yeah. you're unclean. Yeah, exactly. That you're unclean. That's the thing. And you know the way I know we we talked about this before, but like how they've changed the wording in say supermarkets instead of um, hygiene products, which make you think like it's dirty. I'm dirty. That uh, it's now, you know, female mm-hmm. sanitary wear. Like it's, yeah. I don't know, I think, I, I think can't remember yeah, what yeah. the section um, is. And is it Spain that now are given free sanitary wear? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like if you think, okay, we all know all of us in here are fine. Financially, we're mm. not rich. Mm. Hence why we're doing a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but um, can but you yeah. imagine you were down, you've, you've, you've children um, and you're down to your last fiver. Yeah. Yeah, like that that makes me so yeah. horrified. Yeah. Mm. And you have to choose between well. yeah. yeah, feeding yourself, yeah, a child or or being able to have some sort of sanitary wear. Yeah. Right. It used to always it used horrific. to always really irk me when I remember the first time finding out that there was a luxury tax on tampons. On, on, yeah, no, that's awful. I did not know did that. Did you not know that? No, that's awful. Who do I need to kill? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well a luxury tax. No. I know. Oh my god. Luxury. Yeah. There is no luxury. Yeah. So Oh my God. And then I another thing I came across today earlier I was reading, um, Grizzly Bears. Mm-hmm. Right? There was a, a couple of attacks 
um, in in America in the I think it was like the eighties, seventies or eighties. Anyway, uh, grizzly attacks on people, blah blah blah, and they found that. Uh, one of the women had her period or was menstruating and they <laughs> put that down to the cause. They then had a leaflet, um, the National Parks Service had a leaflet saying, if you have your period, if you're menstruating, don't just stay out. Don't come to the park. That's insane. And then in 1990, it. they had to take all that back. Like it wasn't until nine years later. They had to take all that back because there was absolutely no, no proof, no say. evidence yeah. to say that a grizzly bear was going to attack you because you were, on, you were you menstruating. Were ha- yeah. <laughs> That's so Seriously. But even um, the word period, if we talk about that, yeah. um, and I just say this sometimes um, when I, I give talks you, to young yeah. girls. Um, so the word period is given a code name all of the time. Yeah. And, you know, anti-flow, yeah. um, time of the month, your flowers, on the rag, oh, yeah. um, which is a horrible one. And um, I just say to the girls, so if something's given a code word, well, it's really because it's a secret or it's something that you shouldn't say out loud or yeah. some negative. There's a ne- It's a, attached to a negative, a negativity. Yeah. Um, it's like when the boys used to say to you at school, oh, are you on the rag? Yeah. You and know. you know where the rag came from because the well, women used to have to make shift rags. rags. Yeah. yeah. Which is shockingly oh, annoying. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, crazy. But it's such a... You can tell so much from a woman's period mm-hmm. as well. Like it is, a, a, you know, a point in her... What's the word I'm looking for? It's a it's a health barometer. Barometer. Mm. barometer. So it, it, yeah. you can tell how healthy yeah. Completely. you are... By your period. By your period. Absolutely. Well, because it's like, well, this is something I ask all my patients, really. I'm always talking about about periods. Because, you know, what's the flow like? Mm. Is there any pain? Is there any spotting? All these kind of things can indicate other things that are wrong with their hormonal health. Or so, and health overall. And health overall. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, we're t- in a way, we've got in our heads that, oh, yeah, we've got a period, we shouldn't really talk about it, all this kind of thing. But, you know, we should be really aware of what is happening to us throughout our menstrual cycle. So what is a healthy period? Well, it you know, it should be, the, look, there's two different trains of thought, but we'll just stick with a general one for now, a Western medicine one. Um, you know, it should be around 25 to 36 days. You know, it should be red in colour. It shouldn't really... It should be like the consistency of maple syrup. Yeah. And you should bleed for about three to five days. Um, You shouldn't have too much pain and very little cramping. And it starts red. You know, if it starts really dark, that can indicate some things. If you get quite a lot of spotting before your period, you know, all these things can indicate other things that are wrong with you. So it's, you know... that was you can just tell so much from having a conversation with someone about their period. Well, in two thousand and fourteen, mm-hmm. um, there was uh, papers released that really, um, if you, any female of menstruation age that presents to their doctor, um, regardless of their symptoms, should be asked about their menstrual cycle yeah. cycle because it literally is one of their vital signs. Mm. Or like I just say to the girls, it's a monthly report card of your superpowers that Absolutely. males don't have. And yeah. how amazing it is to be able to check what your health is like every month. Mm. It's, it's so true. Mm-hmm. You can t- and 
you can see it change when people are having different treatments for different things and how it becomes and you they become more healthier mm-hmm. so Does lots of different conditions will show up in a change to the menstrual cycle mm. before it's apparent to the female so ignoring it or thinking of it as something dirty mm. or something negative mm. when it's actually a vital sign is just beyond belief mm. well i just say to the young girls if you go to the doctor with a broken leg, do you think that the doctor should ask you about your menstrual cycle? And you get a lot of head shaking, no, no, no. You know, you have a broken leg. And then I say, well, if you have a broken leg and your period is normally 28 days, but suddenly it's been about 60, 70 days, mm-hmm. um, that could be because there's a huge hormonal change, which is affecting your bone density, which means your bones are a bit weaker, which is why you broke your leg in the first place. Wow. So the broken so leg could just be a sign mm. of actually something, something else. Yeah. So it is, a, is it important that your doctor asks you about your menstrual cycle when you present with a broken leg? Yes, it is. Mm. But if that female does not know how to track her menstrual cycle mm. or if the doctor asks her, well, is your menstrual cycle normal? And she says, yeah, but she doesn't know what normal is. Yeah. How does she know? That it's not normal. Yeah. Mm. And how can... And suddenly that fracture heals. And all of a sudden she's back running or playing sport. And she gets another stress fracture. And she doesn't know why. And it's because the it's hormonal because balance wow. imbalance is in their bone and joint health. But it's, it's like when you go into um, perimenopause and mm-hmm. menopause and your estrogen levels are fluctuating mm-hmm. and you can get more aches and pains. That's yeah solely because of your estrogen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it's like the same thing, but... Obviously, there's other hormones as well. Mm-hmm. What were you saying earlier about puberty? I know because the, the I know menopause and stuff is a totally different. Yeah, we can talk about totally that different. Other. Yeah, um, but you were saying you were mentioning that say puberty and menopause are transition oh, yeah. so times. You've got your adolescence, and then you've got your perimenopause, menopause. They really are almost identical because you're trying to establish hormones going one way yeah. and your hormones are declining the <laughs> other way. So you're getting all these surges, emotional, your periods are irregular. Yeah. You know, it's, it's almost the same. In reverse. Yeah. yeah. I haven't Balance. had a period in two years. It's like, it's, it's like I've read something recently and it's, it's called your second adolescence. Yeah. Your perimenopause, menopause can be a second adolescence because mm-hmm. you're getting all that again. Yeah. Yeah. What joy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know. but even um, if if you think about menstruation at that first uh, adolescence, um, how much changes happen? Like normally, after a girl starts her period, she can grow between uh, five and seven centimeters really? for the first two years after her period begins. Her bone density wow. will change oh. drastically. Um, her hips possibly will get wider. She'll store more body fat. Her body shape obviously changes. Um, all really positive things, mm. uh, but massive changes. Huge, massive huge, changes. Huge. Um, not in a negative way because suddenly that female can take heavier blows. They can jump, and you know they have more possibly, like if they're an athlete, they can train harder. Yeah. Um, they're taller. There's lots of things. It's not yeah. all negative. No. no, it's not. And it's it's so important for optimal sleep, yeah. thyroid function, yeah. your heart health, your brain and co- mm-hmm. cognitive health and your vaginal health. Like, yeah. you, you know, it's, it is a cleanse. Yeah. So, so just, you know, it's not a negative thing. No, but we are, it's still perceived sometimes yeah. as a negative thing. 
And it's completely necessary mm. for living. What was, what was that <laughs> quote that you had? Oh, yeah, I had an interesting quote from someone I was I follow saying, um, what if your period is not the problem? What if our society has changed drastically in the last 50 years, that it's now an inhospitable environment for maintaining optimal health? Hmm. So, you know, we are seeing a lot of young women, especially put on the pill, the environmental changes that we see, Mm -hmm. not eating as much good fruit and vegetables and meat. And, you know, there's all the... um, pesticides yeah exactly yeah Yeah. and all these things really affect us but you know and they really affect menstrual health yeah it's you know it's it's a good quote really i like it yeah Mm -hmm. no it's really good and you know and and especially stresses as well like we're a lot more stressed from teenage years onwards stress is a huge impact Mm. on your menstrual cycle Mm. oh yeah you know it can make it create come early it can make it come late you know, it really affects the the estrogen and the progesterone, and the nutrition of of the yeah. of the young girls and the exercise load. Mm. Um, you know, you have the the female athlete triad, or I think it's called Red Sina or Red S, where they don't menstruate because of not adequate nutrition. Wow. Yeah, That's so not healthy. Obviously, yeah. Mm. So, but this is, I think it's oh. Don't quote me on this. Um, it could be uh, one in three. Really? Yeah. Young girls' wow. nutrition is so poor. Um, and the whole body image thing, they are fearful of the change in body that's going to happen yeah. regardless of what they eat and regardless of how they train. Um, so they're overtraining and they're under eating yeah. and there's not enough nutrients to actually, for the body to function, to start a menstrual cycle or it stops it yeah which then decreases bone density well i I mean there's a million things it does Mm. even just if you know nothing about health you know that that's not good for you yeah you know and you you do see it like with anorexic women as well that their periods cease Mm. yeah pretty women who do all these crash diets Mm -hmm. Mm. you know i I see that a lot in clinic yeah they don't menstruate properly but if you just then go back to looking at your period as a sign of your vital health mm. and you are fitting into your skinny jeans, but you have no period, are you healthy? No. You know, look at your mm. body through a functional lens rather than looking at it aesthetically in the mirror. Absolutely. So you yeah. might fit into your jeans, mm. but your nutrition or your overtraining or whatever has actually stopped your period, which means... One of your vital signs is down. And they say that basic, like for a vital sign, that's your blood pressure, body temperature, heart rate, respiratory rate, all the things that are checked. Mm. How many How many young women know that? Like, Not very no, many. No, Not no very many. You, know, you, know, you, you know, growing up, we were yeah. never told your vi- like your vitality is mm-hmm. your health all you know you might have but it was probably from somebody uh, older that you went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Don't mention it. Exactly. Oh, you know, it's... Yeah, it's got a code word. Yeah. 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 And then that thing, can you, can like your first period, Mm -hmm. all of that, I know I often say this, Mm -hmm. I can't remember my first period. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. And I was actually trying to think again Mm -hmm. um, the other night. And I think we might be getting closer to it, but I need to do like a little bit of a... Bit of work around. Bit of work around that, a little bit of healing around it. Mm -hmm. Because um, how your period is is going to have an effect on, or how you menstruate, etc., is going to have an effect on when you go into menopause. 
Okay. And how Yeah, it is. There's a there's a connection between the two. And, and maybe even how you viewed having mm. a bleed and how, you know, all of that carries on then into I remember mine that change. I was in my first year of secondary school, so I was 11 or 12 because that was in the UK and um yeah, I was like, oh, but mum had told me about it and I had stuff there. So well, I Did was, your mum have it at that age or? I, that I don't know. Okay. Yeah, probably. So okay. we seem to follow the same pattern. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I was like, okay, there it is. Oh, and I remember the day we were going, it was must have been towards the end of school, the school year, and um, everyone was going down to the river after school. And I was like, oh, God, this has happened. So I ran home and I was like, oh, God, what do I do? And there was just tampons. And I hate tampons. But anyway, that's another story. But I was like, <laughs> I was using them and I didn't, I, I took some with me. and oh. I didn't know what was going on anyway. It was, it was, yeah, didn't yeah. go in the river, thank God. <laughs> the sharks might have gotten <laughs> might, Yeah, exactly. Or the grizzly bears. Or the, the grizzly, grizzly bears. bears. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I went to a, a mixed school. So, you know, you always get to get so much crap from the boys. Yeah. Oh, you're on the rag. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. We're going to try and promote a new generation of yeah. females. Mm-hmm. That the girls Absolutely. understand and say, excuse me, um, what's the issue? And that's there what is you do the, with exactly. your work. With the girls. Yeah. yeah. So the, for anyone the who, who doesn't, who's not familiar, Margaret has, she's great. She's going to schools and cl- football clubs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, trying to yeah, and and promoting awareness, educating yeah, yeah. Which is much yeah. Needed. So we do the we I do a talk and it's open to um, not just the girls but their parents, mums, dads, mentors, and coaches. Because uh, I feel that really, if you're coaching a female team and you don't understand a female body, well, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah, and. Of and especially in teenage girls because, um, so in Ireland at the minute, um, God, my brain is fried now with stats. Um, <laughs> it's like crazy. Is it eighty something percent of girls past the age of sixteen will drop out of sport? Oh yeah, it's um, huge. It is yeah, it's really huge. high because I remember seeing that and going, what? Compared to maybe twenty twenty two percent of of boys and um, only between. Uh, five and seven percent of girls between the age of eleven um, and twenty and lower on the lower scale of the up to the twenty age are reaching their physical activity needs or requirements actually mm. as set out by the World Health Organization. So it's literally an epidemic in itself. Uh, and yeah, that's the big thing. Well, there's lots of factors, but I think what is the main common denominator? It's the age. The yeah. girls stop. Mm when the development changes. Mm. And if you don't have the coaches and the parents and the girls themselves understanding it, well, I mean, I mean, education is knowledge and knowledge is power mm. and it's not really a big deal. After every single talk that I do, the moms are like, oh my God, I did not know that. The dads are, and the male coaches, every man in the country should know this. And mm. the girls are like, oh yeah, that makes sense. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Not a big deal. You just take the yeah. deal away from it. Yeah. Not a big deal. Good, yeah. though. <coughs> but isn't that it? It's the getting the conversation out there. And the more you talk about something, yeah. the less been stigma. Been and exactly. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been hidden with no reason to be hidden. Yeah. I mean, if, if yeah. somebody said, um, oh, my God, that girl's blood pressure is a bit high. 
He would go, oh, Jeannie, what happened? Yeah, oh, we must sort that out. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, my period's are regular. Oh, Jesus Christ, get the crucifix out. Bless that yeah. girl. Don't talk about it. I don't want to know about that. I don't want to know about oh, that. Yeah. I had a man, a man a while ago in the clinic. Um, and <laughs> if he's listening, what did I uh, So he was tr- I was treating him and he's face down, you know, his face, I was treating his back. And uh, he said to me, um, oh, and the wife was saying you're doing some stuff there. She's seen it on the internet. And I said, yeah. Uh, I see three daughters or four and he said oh sure they're mad at home and I, when they start talking I say I don't want to know I don't want to know and I said well you are going to know now <laughs> yeah, don't pin he down had on the nowhere bed. to go so I started rambling on well done. and Good by the end you. of it he sat up and he said well I tell you one thing I learned a lot today every man should know this yeah oh, man, sure that makes sense that makes sense he said that's why like because I'm not blaming women at all, but also women have to take some accountability for hiding it. Men don't want men. Uh, look, but I don't why know are as much we hiding men. it? Why are we hiding it? Well, then? we've been told we have to hide. Yeah, it. exactly. So, like, and, it's, you, and we yeah. shouldn't hide it. No, like and that's been passed I, down and passed down. Yeah, passed but it's down. like I see women that come into me, and I'm like, right, I'm going to talk about your menstrual cycle. Some women will oh, not. Yeah. They will not talk about it, mm. and then they go away and they think about it. They come back and they go, right, I'm ready to talk about mm-hmm. it now. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'll it's ask them the question as well, and a lot of them are apprehensive, and I'll explain why I'm asking. And then after a while, they might chat, and then we're chatting a bit more in the bed when I'm treating them, and I might say X, and then it's always, well, you know what? Mm. That, and then it's mm. it's opening. But then they're more aware. Then mm. they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go away and yeah, look exactly. now. And you know what's really really sad? Last thing I'm going to finish on. I find in my clinic, even though I'm treating musculoskeletal issues. That, but I talk loads about women's health. I find that women only ever understand their menstrual cycle when they get to menopause. When you it's gone. It. Yeah, it's true. And when I, it's I experienced that. That's really sad. Yeah, I only found out <laughs> about menstrual is. cycle awareness. And I was like, oh, I wish I'd known this. I'd known yeah. a little bit of it. Yeah. But, you know, the whole, like, emotional side, everything else mm. that goes along with that. I, I, I'd love to have gotten my... And embrace that a little bit more. To so own it. To understand the yeah. fluctuation. Yeah, yeah. it's really the sad. Hormones and why yeah. you're feeling like that at that time. Like if you had a woman or a man or somebody that, you know, always wanted to do something their whole life or were in a marriage they didn't want to be in or there was always something that they craved that was their inner self that they yeah. never truly explored or just were, you know, if they really yeah. felt they were something and they never did it. Like their whole life. Part of them. But, yeah. but the a menstrual cycle is part of a female. Yeah. And never understanding it, knowing it, embracing it yeah. until it's gone. Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. However, you can make peace with that. Yes. And that's what I've been trying to do, is make a little peace mm. with that mm-hmm. and heal anything. And I suppose, you know, doing that then, you can bring all of that then into the, the menopause experience mm-hmm. as well. And that's a big thing in Chinese medicine, to create inner peace breathing meditation to help you create inner peace while connecting to your ancestral roots mm-hmm. there you so go it comes around full circle and love your it. female body yeah love it so our book uh selection this week it's helena's turn so what book have you got helena well i've got a lovely book by uh, an irish woman called Eski Eski britain she is a big wave surfer as well as oh she does lots of other things as well she has a phd in marine social science She's a health and social well-being 
person um but this book's amazing because it's called surfing natural cycles and the sea's power to heal and i just really resonate with it really because it's about how the sea has shaped her life and about surfing and about being a woman in a man's world wow and she does the big wave yeah she does the big Mm. wave surfing so there's not many women that do that lunacy but they're still but and is she is she irish she's irish yeah she's from sligo and also she does a lot of stuff around um love the word stuff about Mm -hmm. our attunement to the natural rhythms of life to the solar and lunar cycles and the earth cycles so she does you know, I'm going to lend it to you to read yeah, when I finish I, And I it. saw some of the illustrations in it that she did herself. Yeah, no, she's an artist. And, and they're she, gorgeous. She, does, she did a lot of stuff where she went out to somewhere in the Middle East and she did some work with these um, with these girls. She taught them to surf. Cool. And they were they had hadjib wetsuits on, things like oh. that. It was, like, it, was, it was amazing. It's a really good book. Really, really good. It's really honest. And, yeah, I just love her writing. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, So to finish off, we put out our little uh, thought for everyone, for ourselves and for everyone. Is there something that you've heard in the podcast today that has resonated with you and that maybe has made you think, what can you do to implement positive change for yourself? Well, not necessarily for myself, but I think... Um, just continuing to educate women about how important your menstrual cycle is mm. and how not to dismiss it. Mm. I think that's very broad, very vague, but like, <coughs> but it still just keep resonating that mm. message. Um, for me, personally, <laughs> even though I harp on about it all the time, I probably need to track my own cycle better because um, I felt a bit groggy today and I was like, hmm. oh, I don't even know when I last got me. Mm. <laughs> and I harp on about it all the time. So, there you go. For you, a bit more awareness. A bit. Well, I just, I, I just need to track it better myself. Mm. Um, and so you know when you're a bit crazy. Yeah. And then you come through the crazy, and you go, ah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Would it not be good to know when the crazy's coming? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Try the menopause with the crazy is there the whole time. <laughs> but it's uh, good crazy. I, I don't have mind no friends it. then. Don't mind it. <laughs> So I'm going to, apart from maybe still working on healing the past <laughs> and, you know, not do hypnosis to try and remember, but uh, even maybe like what you were saying last podcast, um, Margaret, just to show myself a little bit of kindness and compassion around all of that. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if I can't remember and it's okay if for whatever reason, blah, 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 all of that. And then also maybe because I have so many nieces and nephews too, and I know my sisters and my sister-in-law, my brothers, my brother and my brothers-in-law, they're all quite good and open at talking about stuff. So, Stuff. Yeah, I know, that. there's that word again. (laughs) So I think for me, maybe even, you know, talking to the the kids, not openly, but, Mm -hmm. you know, Letting them know that I'm there if they want a conversation about anything. Yeah. Without sounding like crazy Aunt Brenda. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so that's it. So thanks, thanks everyone, for listening again to this episode. And we hope it's given you some food for thought. And make sure that you never miss an episode by uh, liking, subscribing, staying up to date. 
And if you like what we've shared, please tell your friends. <coughs> and the more we talk, the more we grow. Thanks a million. Bye-bye. Thanks, Thanks lady. See you. Bye.